0: Hello and welcome to the Fabulous at 50 podcast, celebrating a vibrant global community of women over 50 through entertaining interviews that will inspire, educate, and empower. Your host, Joanne Nuiduck, was born to nurture and promote vibrance. Joanne is both the Community Director for Calgary, Canada, and oversees the global operations for Fabulous at 50. As an oncology nurse, integrative practitioner in multiple modalities, life skills mentor and manager, Joanne moves people from challenging situations to positive outcomes through the use of her innate gifts and learned skills. Here's your host, Joanne Newaduck.
1: Hello, and welcome to today's episode of Fabulous at 50. I have a fantastic guest on here that knows all about organizing. So welcome, Lisa Blau, to our show.
2: Thank you, Joanne. Happy to be here.
1: Oh, I'm so happy that you've joined us. And uh, I was excited when you were willing to be on the show because I have had so much support from you and I would love to share that to our listening audience. But before we get started on our conversation, I'm going to start by reading out your bio. Lisa is the CEO of Hot Mess Organizing and Design. Now, there is a name for you. I will come back to your name. That's what actually won me over in the first place when I first met you. She's the, and she's also the creator of what she calls The Binder. And we will also touch base on that. She is a professional organizer who helps women purge, organize, and design systems in their homes especially as they go through tough transition, like moving, new family additions, divorce, death, and downsizing. She helps her clients go through their belongings so their loved ones don't have that burden later on. With a compassionate but firm approach, which I can attest to, She'll lead you through the steps you need to gain clarity, let go, and design a space and system unique to your needs. Goodbye, hot mess. Hello, order. Calm and joy. That says it all. So I'm so happy to uh, now we can get into the nitty gritty as How did you come up with that name? Because I have to say that when you and I first met, we were at a women's networking event and we were doing the classic around the table. Everyone introduced themselves. And I had already been drawn to you because you have just such a warm, beautiful smile. And then when you said your organization was hot mess organizing, I'm like, hand up. (laughs) I pick me. I was in a state at that point. So how did you come about you know, coming up with this, this, I guess, business
2: and the name? Um, Well, the name actually was born, my cousin and I were um, sitting on the back deck in a a summer. And I said, I need to, you know, i had had a different name when I first started out. And it really just didn't feel like me. Um, So we were just throwing things back and forth. And um, it might have been her and she says, Oh, my God, I feel like such a hot mess. And I went. Oh, there it is. Yes. Right? And it was. It was that. You know. It was that. What it was. And it also for me. A lot of people. They. Um, they do like the name, and those are the people that I want to work with. The people that can see the humor, um, in it, because you know, doing this this work and going through this, people's belongings is not an easy thing to do. So, if I can come right out of the gates with a little bit of humor and they have a little bit of an idea that it's not going to be as, as daunting that we can have some fun in it. Um, that was what I was trying to get across. So yeah.
1: Well, it worked well because often when we say, Oh, I'm a hot mess or she's a hot mess. You're right. There's some humor in it, but there's compassion in it. And that's one of the things I know you say that you want to be compassionate and, and firm at the same time. And, um, because it is hard when we do get into a mess. I'm sure that you can say more about different, maybe categories of people, like why we get in a mess. I know for myself, it was because I started really gathering my um, creativity and I was on the go and wanting to do things so much that this was a lot like it was in the house, drop this on to the next thing. And the systems that I had in place weren't keeping up with me. Right. You know, like my house was organized for when I had my kids and then now I'm switching and I'm running a business and yeah. Can you speak to that? Are there different, almost like
2: categories of why people end up like that? Um, Well, there's, yeah, there's a couple of things in there. I mean, we, we can't just organize once and be done with it because quite to your point, we change. I mean, when we're having babies, we're in the phase of accumulating stuff. Right. Um, And then, you know, as we get older and the kids start, you know, leaving home, you know, now that their bedrooms are, can be turned into a workout area or a craft room or back to us again. So our needs change, our habits change. Um, And with that, you know, so do the systems we have in place um, around us. I mean, that all has to has to change um, and work with what's currently happening um, at the time. So, yes,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. I I can see that in my own life many times over. And so I'll be up front. I've hired you. You came in. We worked for several days together in two different ways you know, COVID put a little pause on some things for us, like months of pause. And, but it really, it made a difference in my life. I, I when you say that we go through waves, it's true. I had this space, this office that at one point in time, it was slick and all went well. And then it became scary. (laughs) It was just like, it felt like it blew up. And then I found it arduous. It's not my forte to bring that all in. I can create systems and I can tweak systems, but I, I don't know, I guess here's my question. Do you find it easier to help other people organize their hot mess than doing your own? Um,
2: Yes. I tend to have to, um, use a couple different systems before I find the one that fits for me. Um, it is much easier to um, to help someone else and find you know what works for them. I'm also asking a lot of questions, like I'm, I'm sure you um, noticed. I'm asking a lot of questions in this session, and um, what I'm trying to get at is how did it get this way? Um, what did, what are your hab What are your current habits? What's the most frustrating um, part about this? And and also questions around um, you know. What does this mean to you? When did you acquire it? Right. I'm trying to figure out the attachments to the things Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, finding out those attachments, um, are they still valid?
1: Right. And that's true that it's really important to look at that. There's not a one size fits all. We have to do it all this way. And that's what I really appreciated about you. You know, that I had a bad experience hiring somebody else and they came in and did an over Uber organizing to the T of just a few spaces and it was not a system I could use. So it was really a waste of their time, waste of my money. And so I really appreciated that, that if somebody is working with a professional organizer and they're coming into their house, it's so important to ask, I guess, maybe interview them and find out what is their approach, you know, and it needs to be compassionate because I think we're scared of if we hire somebody in they're just going to want to toss everything. And if something's really important to us, I think the organizer needs to respect that, but come up with a system that works, whether it's papers or your closet or. Yeah.
2: Yeah, It's very intimate. I mean, it's a very intimate process. Um, And a lot of people don't um, reach out for help because the fear of judgment and all of that, um, you know, the shame that comes along with it. um, And it doesn't need to be that way. And, um, you know, I don't need it to work for me. I want yeah. a good job, then it works for you. It doesn't matter right. how I would think to retrieve something or where to find it. It's all about where um, my clients or, you know, you would find it where you'd go to look for it. Right. Absolutely.
1: Now, because our audience uh, typically are the Fabulous at 50 community, we're women in our midlife. Now, whether that's sort of, you know, from 45 to I find 45 to 65 is the predominant group of uh, women. We are not only thinking about organizing our own houses, if we haven't done it, or reorganizing, I like that, reorganizing our houses, but we are, uh, m- most of us, uh, whether they recently or impending we're dealing with our parents and and our parents either downsizing them or they've passed away and I know you have a I remember you telling me but if you could add in the specifics you have a personal story about how how you use these skills to support your own family and then that spurred on a new idea
2: right yeah so I I was you know um Organizing for for quite a few years when my grandfather passed away, mm-hmm. and um, it was it was quite suddenly, um, like they all are. Even if you're expecting them, they're suddenly. It was suddenly, and um, I was asked to come out because of my organizing background. My aunt asked me to come out and help my grandma and her go through some of the things right to prepare the house for the auction, and. Um, So I went out there and I think we spent, it must've been three or four days and we went through the whole house and, um, it was, um, it was, it was hard, no question about it because I do have the attachment to my grandma, but I, um, I was so happy that I could do that for my grandma, that I could help her in that time, um, in a nicer way. You know, as children, um, we would often, what are you keeping that for mom? You don't need that right? So mm-hmm. we come as a, as a third party, um, and help in that, um, quick, you know, easy transition. So we went through everything decided based on the, um, uh, layout of where she was going of what could fit, right? Cause we all think right. we all this stuff with us, but the reality is, is this is what's going to fit. So we determined what was going to go with her. And then I organized this stuff that we were going to put into the estate auction and worked with the auctioneers, Um, to help that process. And then, of course, we donated the rest and and did whatever with the rest. So um, it's a big, daunting job. It was, but I was, I mean, it just lit me up that I could do that for um, for the family. Yeah, Uh, it would have been a a much harder process, I think, on my grandma. Um, Mm -hmm. It'd been, you know, one of, of her children, they're just too close to it. I was, you know, one set removed from it. So, to speak. So it does. And
1: I'm going to throw in here. I heard something the other day that made me go, oh, What a great example is when people say you're too close, like you can't see your own nose. This one really struck me. It was, it said um, something like trying to look at a label when you're inside the bottle.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, it's like I, you just can't get that vision. So, when you have somebody else come in, whether, you know, a professional organizer or a friend that's really good at it, that it's okay to ask for some support and some help. Um, But while you were doing that, what you discovered, I can't remember how many you said is when somebody dies, there is a daunting task for the survivor to contact so many different agencies.
2: How many different things did you say needed to be attended to? Um, within the first 24 hours of your loved one passing away, there is 90 questions that you need to have answers for. Wow. It's yeah, it's, it's quite a bit, it's quite a lot. And I was not, um, you know, part of that process with my grandfather, but uh, my aunt was the executor and to just stand back and, and, you know, be able to see a lot of the stuff that was going on. and, And there was lots that I didn't see going on. Um, it became very obvious to me that, um, there needed to be something to help families maneuver through this time. You know, there we were in Saskatchewan sitting, you know, um, on the driveway and, you know, all the family gets together Unfortunately, yep. that's what happens. Um, I mean, it's fortunate that we get together, but it's unfortunate. It's why we get together. Um, right. we're all sitting on the driveway and we're all talking and consistently my aunt was, not there or having to get up often. And I thought to myself, um, what a shame that instead of grieving and her grieving along with the family that she's, you know, having to tend to all of this, this stuff.
1: Yeah. Um, I remember that when my mom passed away, I flew in, um, like my sister came and her children, I flew my niece in and there is, you know, or she flew, there was like so much going on and they were often together and I was tending to the business that needed doing. Um, But because of that experience, then you developed something called the binder. Can you tell us more about what, what is the binder?
2: Yeah, thanks. Um, So I recognize this about my grandpa and he had everything planned pretty much. I mean, we knew, you know, what he wanted. They had, you know, picked out everything that he wanted and, and there was a little question as to the updated will, but fast forward about a year, it kind of just sticks with me. Um, I'm a single mom of two children and I thought, ah, I just want them to be able to sit in that time with the family members. Mm -hmm. So I decided to go to a funeral home and to make my arrangements. Um, and in doing that, um, you know, I drove around, I wanted to be right by this lake cause water's important to me and look at the mountains and, you know, this bench is what I wanted and picked out my, like all of this stuff. And mm-hmm. I think we were at like, I don't know, $14,000. And, um, I figured I better go talk to my kids before I, you know, sign away and take care of this. So I came back and, um, my daughter would not would not have the conversation with me about it. Um, every time I brought it up, she'd sit a little bit longer in with in it with me. But uh, I had invited my son over and I said, you know, this is what I'm doing. And um this bench by the lake looking at the mountains, and he's just looked at me and he says, Mom, I don't I don't need a place to go. You're gonna be with me. Mm-hmm. Um, So, so much in that moment, I didn't expect it from him, but also here I was making all these decisions about what was going to happen without involving the people that were going to be most affected by it. So these conversations need to happen and they really need to happen while we're still here and we're still coherent. And, um, you know, so the binder was born.
1: Hmm. You yeah. know what? That 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 struck me. I was thinking about this at one point that quite often we don't want to have those conversations of get a will and who's in charge of that. Um, but I, I heard some great advice and it just said, if you treat it, if you wait and do it till you think you need to, it's already too late often. <laughs> it's far better. And I had a, a lawyer friend that just said, just treat it like you're doing your banking. He goes, everybody, their view was everybody should at least update their will and their their structure of what they've got. I'm just mentioning will. There's many other documents in there. Um, theirs was every time there's a birth, a death, a divorce. Um, there was something else. I can't remember what it was that separated divorce, but uh, you know, all those marriage and marriage in there and and or every five years and he goes if you put a timing on it then you don't have to wait for something you just say every five years matter of fact here we get it done yeah. now I know so the binder if I recall is it's where a, a a person and you help them like you actually have this as a product right it's a physical actual binder that people keep in their um, safe and that you have it all sectioned out but with all so people don't have to go, well, what do I need to have ready? You have a copy or something. Can you tell me more about what's actually a little bit about what's in this binder or the importance of it so that if, and when we die or become incapacitated, our family can just take it. But not only that, to me, I'm like, this is all part of being organized. Instead of going, where's this, where's that? We ourselves can just go in there and go, here's something like you, you've expanded that if someone had a, fire or something, there's insurance.
2: And so tell me a little bit more about that. Um, Yeah. So the binder is a legacy planning system is what it is. So it is a, not just a place for all the um, important documents to live. That's part of it, right? This is where your will should live. This is where your real property report, like all of those marriage license, all those important documents should live. Um, But it's also it's, so the binder has 12 sections um, to it. And uh, it does come with me because, because of the content of it, it's, I have organized so many, um, people and they've got, you know, we get those little books that, um, are, they're great intentioned, um, of what to leave our, our children, but they're either not even filled out at all. And, may, or maybe they have the first couple of pages filled out. And yeah, out. They're pretty, but yeah. they're not used. There, it's hard. It's hard work. It's not easy to have to think about, um, that there's a lot of fear around that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I come with the binder. Uh, we do, we do a couple, um, three hour sessions and we work through it. So it's everything from your personal information to your health information. It's got some family history in there. If you choose to fill, fill that part out, um, we get into passwords, which is a big thing. Yeah. Yeah people have all your passwords and stuff. So and at the at the very end of it, um, the last section is what to do. Um, What you know, when something happens, it's who to call, here's the numbers, the, um, you know, Revenue Canada phone number, the hours that they're open, what you need when you call them. Right. Uh, And we, you know, try to put it in a little bit of a um, step by step, nothing like that is ever step by step. But it gives you an idea of, of where you should be and give you a little bit of a roadmap around a time that is, you know, a lot of people don't remember <laughs> going through it. Yeah. Uh, so and, uh, you know, it has it has a photo section. So we actually, you know, take it, take a look at your photos and and get those updated. And then we talk about your wishes. So, I mean, it's not only about when, when you, when you pass away, it's also about what you want to have happen now. Yes. Uh, You know, like, um, one of the hardest things for children, you know, to have to make a decision on their parents is what to do with them. What would they have wanted? And the guilt around, what if I made the wrong decision? What if they didn't want this? Um, there's a lot of that. So we do talk about what do you wa- What would you want in this instance? Where would you want to, you know, do you want to stay in the home? Do you want to go to a, do you want to go to, to a assisted facility? You know, and do you have the, the things in yep. place to make that happen so that, you know, fast forward, if anything were to happen, um, my kids, they know where my binder is. We've gone through it as a family and mm-hmm. what I would want. Um, if I so you know, wise,
1: So wise. And as I said, I I personally think that all of us, so everyone listening and myself, I know that's something we've talked about. I haven't taken that step yet, but that is something I want to do for myself. But also I still have like my dad's still alive. I have pieces of that, Mm -hmm. but not all of it. And so it's just so wise and, and, and it ties in so well with all your organizing because it's, it's one thing to have your closets looking pretty, But I know a whole conversation I could get into asking you kind of, which do you like to organize the best, the the closets, the toy room, or the offices. And to me, it's sounding almost like the most satisfying to you is some of that office. Like even for people that don't, you don't have to have a business to need an office organized. So when I say office, it doesn't have to be a physical office, but it's the administration of running a household. We all have... Electrical bills and water bills and insurances and, insur- you know, and life insurance and medical and dental and all of that. And that's so important for us to address. So I have um, two questions that I have for you before we, because um, we're getting closer to the end of our time here is if somebody wants to get in touch with you,
2: how, how do they reach you? What's your website? It is hotmessorganizing.ca.
1: Okay hot mess organizing.ca. And there's no tricky words in there to ask how they spell it. Okay. Awesome. That is fantastic. And then when they go there, there's a place to contact you. They can probably book a consultation, find out, you know, whether if they live in Calgary, Alberta or surrounding area, imagine you could see them in person, but I'm sure there's quite a bit of work, at least around maybe the work of the binder that could you do online or zoom, especially now with COVID in place.
2: Yeah, we've we've had to pivot a little bit into that area for sure. Um, yeah, and the first um, consultation you can book on the website is a it's a Perfect. free consultation. So whether we do it via Zoom or whether we do it in person, just to see so I can get an idea of what you're looking for and and you know if we're going to be able to accommodate that. Work
1: together. Yeah, that's fantastic. Now I love to end each of our episodes by asking my guests, and I'm going to pose this to you is what would be three tips that you are willing to give to our listening audience that they can take away and implement potentially right away, or at least in their own lives?
2: Um, Well, I'm going to give a couple um, in regards to um, recently people have been, we see it all over social media. Everybody's decluttering and getting rid of stuff while we have all this time at home. Yes. um, A couple of things that I would say to that are once you've decided that you're going to get rid of um stuff decide where you're going to donate things to um and Mm -hmm. don't make it a difficult one i mean if it's a place that's open for you know two hours every other day um that can become an excuse later to not to still have it so that's true that's very true place to drop off um so that would be the first one so decide and make it an easy one for you And then, um, second of all, if you choose to sell some things, um, create limits around that and say, I'm going to put it on Facebook marketplace or Kijiji or wherever that is. Um, and I'm going to put it on there for a for a week or whatever that might be. And then if it doesn't sell in a week, then let that just donate. Yeah. 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 It's, it's very easy to. Um, have stuff that you do not take to the donation space or that you're waiting to sell make its way back in.
1: <laughs> it's so true. Yeah, very wise, very wise words.
2: And do you have one more? I, I do. Um, not related to that, but if okay. You, um, if you're wanting to just start, um, don't take a look at the whole job. Just take a look at a little piece of the job and set a timer, turn your phone off for notifications. Cause it's very easy to get caught up in that <laughs> set a timer for whatever, whatever you think you can handle 10 minutes, 15 minutes usually is the max set the really? time and just focus on that. So if you've got a pile of paper sitting there, just focus on that don't get taken off by when you you know when you're through your papers oh this bill has to be paid and go pay that no no that goes in another to do list sit there and work on it for those 15 minutes um, and do nothing else
1: yeah that's the wise cuz really even if you decide commit to 15 minutes a day Most of us can find 15 minutes a day. It's just that it feels daunting because it's like, oh, I don't have an hour or two hours. And you don't have to. You could do 15 minutes a day. You could do one drawer or one something. And by the end of the week, you know, it's it's done. So those are great advice. So know that when you're wanting to get rid of something, know who you're don't have something in mind where to donate it to or recycle it because, you know, as much as possible, we don't want things going into our landfills and garbage. There's almost always somewhere that can take it unless of course it's total junk and, and recycling. And the second one was,
2: what was your second tip? (laughs) Um, if you're, if it's something that you're going to sell.
1: Oh yes. If you're going to sell, have a time limit. If it's not sold, then donate. And then the last one is set a timer, just get started, do a small bit and tackle it every day. Yeah. Well, those are fantastic tips, Lisa. I'm so happy that you were on today and I appreciate it. And I hope that everyone listening is, um, just been inspired to bring their own life in order or help one of their loved ones. And, and we can, we can tackle this. We're all going to have, I I wish I could think of this funny meme that I saw. It was something, what was, I should just say with all the lockdowns, it, it said something like, I'm either going to have my entire house organized and be a master chef or (laughs) the flip side was something like drowning in my piles of stuff and an alcoholic I'm not sure (laughs) which
2: I've seen this cartoon and I often go back to it and it's this older man standing in front of this um, garage that the garage doors only open about halfway and he's standing next to his son and it is packed full of stuff and the caption under the cartoon is look at that son one day, this will all be yours. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that is perfect. On that note, I will say goodbye to you and
0: wish everyone a marvelous day. Take care, Lisa.
1: Bye-bye. Thanks,
0: Thanks for joining us today. You've been listening to the Fabulous at 50 podcast with your host, Joanne Nuaduck. Join us again for more inspirational interviews on topics that matter to you. If you like what you've heard on today's episode, check out the liner notes, or to learn more about this vibrant community that celebrates women over 50, please visit fabulousat50.com. That's www.fabulousat50.com.